This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today, I'm delighted to announce, is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away. It's James Pearce. Hi, Jay. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm fine. Yourself? Not too bad, thank you. Excellent. And also joining us is the tallest member of the sports desk, Paul Ghost. Hi, Paul. Hello, Ian. How are you? Uh, Alright, Monday isn't it I suppose It is, in <laughs> fact Monday and uh, because it's Monday and we have massive staff levels there's only us three doing this so uh, it is a it's a select group some would say it's the A-team If it was the some, A-team who, who would you be if it was the A-team? Um, I don't really remember it other than B.A. Brackett so I guess I'll be him Jay, you'd be howling I'd be, I'd be face <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you would not be face no, no that's, Han- that's, is that, that's Hannibal's that's the, Hannibal's the main yeah, one. That, yeah. that would have to be me. And, you're, no, you're mad, Murdoch. No, no, you, you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, linking in very nicely, James, uh, myself and yourself were down at Anfield, it was today, for the press conference ahead of Liverpool's Champions League round of 16 first leg tie against Bayern. Bayern, sorry. I've got this right now. Bayern, Munich. Um, and Jurgen Klopp had some injury news, but since then there's been more injury news, hasn't there? There has, yeah. Um, you know, when we spoke to Jurgen Klopp earlier today, he was kind of saying that Dan Lovren still had a chance, and I think he, his phrase was, "You know, we're taking it minute by minute with him." And he'd been, he'd been he'd, I think his description was he'd been involved in a clearing session at Melwood on Sunday, which effectively is the the session before a player potentially returns to full training, where they kind of assess whether he's in good enough shape to make that next step. Um, Clearly, they've decided he wasn't because you know a few hours later, I was down at Melwood for for the open part of the of the, the, today's session, and Lovren was nowhere to be seen. So I think we can safely say he will not feature um, against Bayern Munich. I think that's been clear for a little while. To be honest, I think last week Klopp said didn't he when they were in Marbella that he was planning without him because I think even if you know, once he didn't go to Marbella, you knew then the maximum he'd have would be what two days full training. Well, he hasn't and, played since January the seventh, yeah, has he? And even then, and even then, it was about three minutes, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Before he limped <laughs> off. So, no, he, you know, obviously it's far from ideal, but and also with his injury history, I don't think he's the kind of player as well that you would go. You know, after two days full training, that hadn't kicked a ball for six weeks. Six weeks competitively, there you go straight back in. So, no. So I think it will be Fabino alongside Matip, obviously in the absence of Van Dijk. And then, the, yeah, the other the other kind of twist was the fact that there was no Roberto Firmino at Melwood today. So that was a surprise. Um, subsequently, told that he's got a virus, they decided to take no risks with him. Um, still hopeful he will be okay to play a part in the game on Tuesday night, but he'll be assessed at Melwood on Tuesday morning. Uh, if he's not, then uh, Daniel Sturridge probably is the most likely one to, to step up and lead the line. But um, you know, that would be that would be a, a real blow if, you know, being without Van Dijk already, if Liverpool without Firmino as well. Um, he didn't play know. against Paris Saint-Germain though, did he? Early. I know he came on in the end and ended yeah. up scoring the winner. Do you know what? I think, yeah. But I think the problem then was, I'm not sure that Daniel Sturridge of now is the Daniel Sturridge of back then. Yeah. Because if you remember back then, he was having a real purple patch wasn't he and we were talking about his resurgence and he hasn't scored since September has he and I think that would be the main concern going into this one you know if Sturridge is starting I think that is a leap of faith because it's not as if he's been banging on the door in recent weeks and you think you know he's ready to step up and deliver well Divock Origi has had one or two chances hasn't he and he's he scored I think last month against Wolves in the FA Cup course if, if Firmino can't make it you're a bit surprised that he may not be considered Maybe a little bit. Um, 
he's done okay Origi now and again he didn't have the best of games against Wolves but he popped up with a, with a good goal didn't he and obviously if uh, Liverpool do end up ending that 29 year way for the title then so much will be down to that Derby Day winning against Everton um, yeah I mean as James says Sturridge hasn't scored since September he's never really looked looked like adding to it since um, looks as if his Liverpool career is unfortunately petering out so I suppose it would be a bit of a surprise if he's called upon ahead of Origi but either way you look at it um, neither of them are, are, um, are Firmino are they and it's going to be a, a massive blow for Liverpool if, if that virus does keep Firmino out tomorrow night um, not so much in, in terms of you mentioned that he scored against Paris Saint-Germain but just as overall players you know how much he, he's the perfect foil for Mane and Salah either side of him um, yeah it'd just be a massive blow if, if uh, he's, he's out of that game James, tomorrow James do you feel as though perhaps Liverpool's next step would be to fumigate Melwood and Anfield because <laughs> it seems as though since they came back from Dubai everybody is, is coming down with, with, with illness or <laughs> or a conspiracy theory that a former colleague mentioned to me is this just a cover for people getting other injuries mm. <laughs> no I, I just think it's the, it's that time of year isn't it where people do well, all do, of them tend to, yeah. well there haven't, haven't been that many has there was well, okay, Van Dyke Van Dyke Milner Wijnaldum Fabinho yeah. this is over like what a three or four week period now it's not that it's ever since they came back from Dubai though wasn't it the, um, maybe, maybe the plane had something on it no I don't know but I mean, we know we, this happened happen to us on the bottom yeah, of the I mean, I think Istanbul with, with Dubai you can make an argument that the, the big change in temperature you know, may, may have had a, a, an impact, but so you know, speaking to a few of the players since they came out from Marbella, they were moaning about how cold it was, and now it, it wasn't a warm weather training camp. It was a it, weather it, training it, camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a training camp. So um, no, I don't. You know, I, I, I've seen, a, I saw a few tweets today from people cursing the the training camp curse again. Um, mm. But no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it down to, to that. I think um, it's just just one of those. One of those things, and you know, hopefully, Firmino will, will will prove his fitness. I mean, let's not forget earlier on in the season what he nearly lost an eye, didn't he, against Tottenham, and he was back playing. I'm not sure he lost an eye. He did get poked in the eye, and he was a bit you worried about his sight for a while. Bit, bit dramatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, when he cheated death against Tottenham and still played four days later. So um, hopefully, he'll, he'll be okay because he's a he's a warrior. He's got the warrior spirit, as a former Liverpool manager would say, Ghosty. Now. James has mentioned then that obviously Lovren is definitely out. We kind of knew he wasn't playing anyway. Yeah. And I know on the last podcast we spoke at length over who could go in at centre-back. We were all pretty much in agreement. Maybe Connor was, Connor Dunn was quite not in agreement with us. You think he said Henderson, didn't he? He wanted he to did. see Henderson there, yeah. yeah. But Fabinho looks like he's going to do it. He's done it against Wolves. You were there for the cup game where he played centre-back. He also played centre-back against Brighton in the, uh, in the league. And he'll have spent the last 10 days basically on the training ground going through... You know all the practice sessions, presumably playing at centre back yeah. as well. And an interesting thing, I think he spoke uh, earlier this early this month, where he was talking about I could see from a few weeks out that I could have been playing centre back because I knew we were kind of running out of options there. And in training, even then, he was and now and again he was being introduced and being asked to play in that position. So yeah. he kind of knows what to expect. And also, Alison Becker did an interview um, overnight. He basically mentioned that he wasn't particularly concerned. Well, he was obviously would rather have Virgil van Dijk playing, but he wasn't particularly concerned because he knew that whoever came in, whoever it was, presumably he must have known it would be Fabinho, uh, could do a job because they've all played there. Yeah, I mean, any game where you don't have Virgil van Dijk as your centre-back, it's a little bit of a worry because of how 
that's basically been Liverpool's Achilles heel for for three years, hasn't it? So to not have your best defender in there is is a worry, and it's um, it's only further heightened by the fact that you've got a centre midfielder playing there. But Firmino has been trying to adjust to that that position, as you mentioned in Marbella. The uh, the work that they did in Spain was all centred around the buying game, wasn't it? I think a couple of the players said that, and Klopp said that himself. It's basically just been looking ahead to that game only. So. Fabinho will will have a little bit of an understanding of, of what's expected of him tomorrow night. Uh, the problem would be he's gone from pl- pl- playing well there at Wolves. I think I gave him the man of the match in my ratings that night and then playing there against Brighton in what was ultimately a comfortable afternoon. And then you're coming up against one of the European heavyweights, aren't you? And Lewandowski's a completely different threat to, you know, whoever it was a Glenn Murray who was playing that, that day. Um, so it's, it's a big ask for Fabinho, to be honest, uh, to step up. But um, whereas he didn't have the experience next to him at Wolves and Keanu Hoover came on after two minutes, um, he'll at least have John Matip next to him tomorrow night. So uh, it's something for him. But yeah, it's, it needs a big performance for him, really. An interesting point, James, that Alisson, since he's come to Liverpool, tomorrow will be the first time he started a game where Van Dijk hasn't played. So it's the first time he won't... The only time that he hasn't had him there was for about 35 minutes against Southampton. And that was back in September when I think Van Dijk got the rib injury, didn't he? And he, and he went off and he thought he might be out and he ended up playing through yeah. the pain for, for a little while. So it'll be an interesting one for him as well because that commanding presence, I think, in, in our, post, uh, our last pod again, we were talking about Matip's obviously got experience, but is he going to be the commanding centre-back? And will it may end up being that Fabinho ends up taking on that mantle because he seems to have that in his in his characteristics, doesn't he? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if that is the dynamic. I don't think Matip is the most vocal of, of presences back there. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see how Liverpool cope in general without Van Dijk because it's been so long. You know, he, he's been ever-present and in all, was it, all 26 Premier League games, six Champions League games this season. Um, I was trying to think back to when, when was the last time Liverpool went into a big game with, without him? Probably, was it probably Man City at home in the league? He missed, didn't yeah. he? Uh, not long after he joined the club. And I think the last European game he missed would have been Porto at home. But of course, that was a bit of an anomaly because the tie was effectively over from thrashing them over there. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, you just, you know, the, the old saying, that you only appreciate what you've got to this, to this gone and let's hope. That's not that's not the, the case on Tuesday I think night. That won't be the but, case anyway. I think people know, don't they? Yeah, but you you know you'd like to think that you know I'm not surprised. It does look like he will go for Fabino ahead of Henderson at centre back, and I think that makes sense because I wonder whether he might be reluctant to break up that midfield just because it it performed so well against Bournemouth. But then I think the other side of the coin is Jordan Henderson's never played centre back in his entire career. Um, and I think that that's far too much of a gamble to, you know, he is a very versatile footballer who did very well at right back a few weeks back. But I don't think you could throw someone in who've never played in that position in a game of this magnitude. And um, it is a concern, you know, that, that centre-back combination. But, you know, I'd, I'd rather have that combination for the home game than the away game because... You know, it is a night where you'd expect Liverpool to to dominate possession and territory, and and not have a huge amount of defending to do. Jurgen Klopp at the press conference, course, he was quite interesting. I think he was he was some of the the German press were I wouldn't say keen to stir up the rivalry with with Bayern, but they they were asking one or two questions, and Klopp kind of wasn't rising to it. He says, "No, there's there's no sense of like it's it's, it's nothing different to me this game," and then ended up speaking for quite some time about Bayern Munich and why he. That they were his rivals and this, that, and the other. He never went as far to say I hate them, but 
he did say, look, they made me really angry during my time yeah. during my time at Dortmund because not only were they competing with me, they then ended up nicking half my best players. Yeah. So for all him saying otherwise, there is a little bit of an edge, extra edge to it. And, and irrespective of that point, it's still he's, he's obviously German and he's playing against the biggest German team. Yeah, um, as a German manager, I don't think there's a higher honour is there than managing Bayern Munich and Klopp even came close to doing it in 2008 before they signed up with Klinsmann and that he signed up to Dortmund and, and took them on, didn't he? And, and you know, over, overthrew them for two years until Bayern came back and took Mario Goethe and then took Robert Lewandowski a few years later. And I think the, think the Goethe one really hurt him because he was a player who'd come through the youth ranks as a 16, 17-year-old and Klopp basically helped them become a, a top European player and then he, he moved to the biggest rivals and I think that, that was a, one that... Didn't go so well for him, did it? It yeah. didn't, no. I think that was one that, that hurt Klopp and... Yeah, it's. Um, I think there will be a little added edge in his team talk tomorrow at Anfield because it's, you know, <clears throat> he's not up against them every week. But there was an interview. Can't remember what after what game it was. It might have been Manchester City a couple of years back, and uh, he found out that Dortmund, uh, the Bayern had lost, and he was laughing about it with Des Kelly. I think, and he's always retained that little bit of needle towards Bayern and. I think um, coming up against them, that that'll just rise to the surface again tomorrow night. I mean, there are one or two other players. That- uh, James in the Liverpool ranks, who obviously got experience of playing against Bayern quite regularly. Look, we mentioned Matty Pula played for them again against them for Schalke. Look at Shakiri actually played for Bayern. Yeah, and uh, then you've got Naby Keita, who he's the most recently been up against them uh, for, for Leipzig. I think the last time he played against them was last March, and he scored a goal, put on, put on assist, and, and Leipzig won two one. Yes. <laughs> <Same again>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm basically saying that you know it's not just Klopp. There's no, going to no, be some inside yeah, knowledge yeah. on all of these on on the team, not just from the manager, but for certain players as well, and whether or not they'll be able to pass on one or two tips. Yeah, I think, and Jordan Henderson touched upon that t- today at the press conference because he he was, you know, he, he was he was talking about the threat that Bayern pose and and, and said you know it's not just the, the manager. Of course, the manager knows them inside out from his long stint in the Bundesliga but he said you know we've got a number of players here who have chipped in and contributed to the you know the kind of knowledge pool and preparation for this game uh, as well and yeah did he, big, actually, did he actually say knowledge pool yeah, he did yeah he definitely <laughs> did yeah he, um, and uh, you know you mentioned Cater I think you know another you know you, you just want to see him kick on now don't you it was such a felt like such a big step forward for him 10 days ago in that win against Bournemouth um, and then yeah against familiar opposition for him you know, you'd, you'd you'd like to see that one. You know, big. You know, he's he's produced that kind of big Premier League performance that we were waiting for. Now, let's hope he can do it on the on the European stage because certainly from watching Bayern on on Friday night, you know, that that centre midfield area, I, I I think is an area where where Liverpool can can really turn the screw. I mean, Firmino is another who's, who's played against uh, Bayern regularly. Yeah. I think I saw some stats basically faced them eight times when at Hoffenheim, and he, he won none. <laughs> right. and I think he scored maybe one goal and that's it so hopefully if he does play he'll in, enjoy himself a little bit more than he's used to hope so wouldn't you um, but yeah Bayern is, uh, you look at you look across Klopp's history in, in German football and they're the team that inflicted his lowest moments aren't they particularly the one where they beat him in the Champions League final um, so I, I think he, he would say otherwise but I think he'll definitely have a little bit of Maybe unfinished business uh, tomorrow. Mm, could be. James, then you mentioned then you were out in Augsburg on Friday night. You watched Bayern play against Augsburg. They won 3-2. Uh, Kingsley Combs scored twice. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. Who scored the other one? 
Uh, David Alaba got the winner. Oh, geez, did he get the winner? Yeah. Was he one 0 down after how many seconds? Fifteen or something? Thirteen seconds. Yeah, Goretzka own goal. Well, you Quick, mentioned quickest own goal in Bundesliga history. There you go. You've that happened. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't Pre- seen it. Pretty much straight from the kickoff. Went went straight down the left hand side, crossed it in. Some absolutely shambolic defending, and Goretzka's bundled it past <laughs> Manuel Neuer. Did he make no mistake? The, uh, he made no mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you mentioned then about uh, Bayern and the central midfield being an area where there could be a weakness. But it wasn't just there, was it? Again, you just you just hinted at the the defending wasn't the best, and and Neuer himself, you know, he's, he's come back from injury. I think he had a was it a finger problem or something? Uh, I think thumb it was problem, a thumb yeah. problem, yeah, near enough. Um, but the, this kind of overall sense that perhaps they aren't quite the team that they have been in recent years. Because I was looking at some stats um, over the last ten years. I think in terms, of, you know, the UEFA coefficient, the rankings. I think for the last eight or nine years. Bayern have been in the top three every single year, so by definition have been, well, they may not have got to the semi-finals and final every time. When it comes to overall consistency, they are in the top three in Europe. Yeah, I think they just seem to be a bit of a team in transition at the moment. I think um, I did an interview with Didi Hamann while I was over in Germany, and he, he described them as being very fragile. Um, in terms, of, you know, He's a pundit these days for Sky Germany and watches them week in, week out. Of course, that's where he started his career and. Um, and you could see that from watching them. You know, I, I don't. I must admit, I don't get, don't see a huge amount of Bundesliga football. But having watched that game on Friday night, you can see where he's coming from because, you know, I think Bayern have conceded 26 league goals now this season. They only conceded 28 in the whole of last season. You know, they this this run of what six successive domestic titles. Now they're playing catch up on on Dortmund, um, and you know, Nico Kovac is under you know a fair bit of pressure there and. It does seem like you know they've got a lot of play. They've got a huge amount of experience when you go through their squad, and you know I think I think I saw somewhere they've still got seven or eight. I think it was from in the squad from that team that beat in twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, Klopp, so Klopp, Klopp, nearly six years in, ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously the issue with that is huge experience, but quite a few players who are past their best. Um, and I must admit, I came away thinking they look very vulnerable. Um, now of course they won't set up exactly the same. I wouldn't imagine against Liverpool as they did against Augsburg. But didn't they pick a fairly strong team though? Well, I mean, speaking to the German, the German reporters over there before the game, they said that will be the eleven that, that face Liverpool. Um, so obviously Neuer was back in goal. I think you know, that's absolutely nailed on that he'll start. Uh, start uh, Kimmich and Alaba, the two fullbacks, um, who both were really good going forward. Kimmich whipped in a beautiful cross for I think it was Coman's first goal. But defensively, especially Kimmich, Alaba to a less, lesser extent, they're not particularly keen on tracking back. And both uh, Augsburg goals came from the space that Kimmich just left him behind him and didn't bother tracking runners. Um, and again, you know, in that chat with Didi Haran, he, he said, without doubt, key battle, Sadio Mane against Kimmich, because he said, you know, he said, he, I think Alaba might be able to handle Salah on the other side, but he said, you know, Mane should have an absolute field day against Kimmich and the, the two centre-halves as well I know he, he's chopped and changed that quite a lot this season I, Hummels is now back as a as a regular I think when the draw was made he was in December he was in and out of the team so I think it'd be Hummels and uh, Sula Now didn't Sula play for half an hour so, against Liverpool? Uh, I think he did didn't he? That's a good question I'm not too sure I know uh, Nabry did didn't he? Yeah. The, the right winger so he but yeah Sula made a lot of mistakes the other night, I think um, Botang was uh, uh, was the one who dropped out with Sula coming back in. Um, 
but yeah, they were they were lucky to win that game. They 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 coughed up a lot of chances, and Augsburg were without their top scorer. Um, they had another top player who was one of the one of their big names who was uh, who was banned as well. Um, and, you know, bear in mind Augsburg are only just above the relegation zone. Um, yeah, there was you know I'm sure you know Klopp today said everything you'd expect him to say about how you know Bayern are still you know a, a team that command respect and. You know they've got so many match winners, and they have got match winners going forward because the, you know, the two fullbacks going forward are great. You know, Coman was by far and away the best player on the pitch. Scored twice, created the winner. Uh, Gnabry on the on the right hand side again, quick and direct and purposeful. Lewandowski didn't do an awful lot, but you look at his record and he scored twenty five goals in all competitions this season. Um, you know, and Klopp knows ex- exactly what he's capable of. Um, the interesting one will be whether he changes the midfield because he on on Friday night he went with a midfield three of James Rodriguez, um, Thiago, and Goretzka, um, effectively without a holding midfielder. Yeah, totally attacking that. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and I must admit, James Rodriguez was absolutely terrible. Has, has quite, he not was, been entrusted in many of the bigger games this season, though? Yes, I don't think the manager likes him so well, much. I, I mean, if he. If he keeps his place on the back of that performance on Friday, I'd, I'd be surprised. I know, again, some of the German media afterwards were suggesting that he may have to think again because that midfield was so wide open against Augsburg. Um, Xavi Martinez is the one that he doesn't seem to fancy, but Xavi Martinez is their only real proper holding midfielder. So you wonder whether he might he might decide that getting Martinez in and, uh, and putting relegating Rodriguez to the bench might be... A decent option just to firm things up because you know I'll tell you what if he goes with that that same team and that same midfield then Liverpool should have some fun. I mean Sula by the way had left half an hour by the time Liverpool played them. He left that he left that summer right. two two Bayern so he's been there for what that, that two, a year two, yeah, yeah nearly, nearly two years. Now he played didn't he? I'm he did sure yeah he did yeah, yeah he definitely played. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Looking at Bayern and, and what James has just said then, there's obviously lots of reasons for encouragement, but is there a danger then? Because we look at the Bayern and always seem to be, certainly in recent years, running away with the German title by this yeah. time of the season, that Liverpool, not the players, but the fans could underestimate them a little bit at Anfield tomorrow and expect them just to like, Liverpool do their normal thing where they go out and they try and blow teams away, which you know they did to Manchester City and Roma last season. They did for a half against against PSG or will it be a little bit more like the game against Napoli where it was very tight and teams are, don't want to make too many mistakes certainly with the way if what we're led to believe from Bayern is that they don't have that kind of you know that many holding midfielders and they yeah. don't seem to have that defensive mentality that they've had in recent years I wouldn't say it's a case of Liverpool supporters underestimating Bayern Munich because let's face it Bayern Munich are top five teams in the world aren't they clubs in the world Um 28 league titles, apparently, which I found out today. I didn't realise it was anywhere near that much. Um, I think it's more a case of Liverpool supporters believing in, in their, their team these days and knowing that they've got a team who are capable of of fighting with you know these great teams across the across the world, across the continent. That's just the, the way Liverpool are. And, and in February 2019, they've come so far in such a short space of time. Um, but I don't think it's a case of arrogance or... Complacency. I think it's just how much fans believe that Liverpool are now a, a top side, and, and you can't really disagree with them because fighting at the very top of the Premier League at the moment, 
Champions League finalist last season. Um, going to be at the business end of it again. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's underestimating Bayern Munich by any stretch, really. I mean, Klopp said that that he's, he's been quite keen to distance himself from suggestions Liverpool are favourites. But what he did admit in the in the press conference earlier is that because Liverpool are being considered favourites, that's a sign of the progress that they've yeah. made. And then mention all what you just said. Then against Bayern Munich. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think maybe last season Liverpool had a little bit of... I think maybe, say, they played Roma, who weren't quite aware of what Trent Alexander-Arnold or Andy Robertson could do in that position. Maybe even, to a lesser extent, someone like Sadio Mane. Um, but, they're but, not, I, but they're not going to have that element of exactly surprise, Exactly. Now it's, yeah. a, it's a completely different kettle of fish, isn't it? Because Liverpool announced themselves back on the scene in, in European football last season and everyone's aware of, of who they are and what they're about now so Liverpool don't have that on the side this season but um, they're, they're the top side and I, I, there's there's, uh, there's not many teams who Liverpool could get drawn against and I'd be overly worried um, particularly with Real Madrid losing uh, Cristiano Ronaldo last summer um, so yeah the message is supposed to be bringing on whoever it is and, and tomorrow night is a huge game against a massive club and, and that's exactly what the Champions League is all about well, Jürgen Klopp did his normal message to the fans. He said that, you know, everybody in Germany is making a big deal of the atmosphere at Anfield. And he said it was it the most they regard Anfield or Liverpool as the most emotional club in world football. But a, would you go along with that? And then B, how much of a, an influence is the is the other fans going to have? Well, huge. I think you only have to look back at. You know, there's been so many unbelievable European nights haven't they and when you think of the great European nights the, the fans have always have always played a, a big part I mean Hummels stopped and spoke after the game on Friday and of course he was part of that Dortmund team beaten 4-3 by Liverpool in the Europa League quarterfinal what was that three years ago and um, you know I think what Klopp described that his best half an hour in, he'd had in football in terms of the, the, the power of a crowd to influence a game and um yeah, it was no surprise that Klopp took the opportunity just to remind supporters of of the part they can they can play because um, especially because I think because this is a buying team as well that you know I, I, it was you know they they're not having the best of seasons. There's not a huge amount of belief I don't think running through that team at the moment. So you've got to you've got to put them. That come back to the fragility that you said. Dima yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. you've got to you've got to almost put it on their toes. You've got to you've got to put them under pressure and. And, and hope that they crack because they 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 don't face tests like Liverpool very regularly. You know, in terms you look at the Bundesliga and you know with the resources that Bayern have got compared to the vast amount of teams they come up against. Um, you know, usually they're playing against teams who are you know are just trying to keep the score down. This is a very very different type of test. I think I think the only the only thing that worries me at all about this game is just the fact that Bayern do have match winners. Um, and you know we're talking about I think um, Kingsley Coman, mm. by far and away their most dangerous player the other night. Now he went off with an ankle injury late it, on. I mean yesterday um, he just did a bit of light training, didn't he? But, yeah, I mean if he if he's fit to play, I'd be absolutely amazed because you know he couldn't even put his shoe on properly when he was leaving the stadium on Friday night because he had you know it was all strapped up and I know they they said on Saturday he had a scan and they, that had eased concerns about ligament damage, but. That would be some turnaround if he is fit to start. But if he is, then I'll tell you what, you know, he he is quick and he is you know, and, and he from you know, what Diddy Haman was saying as well, there has been this big progress in his game this season in terms of starting to actually have an end product in the final third. 
Um, and if he's if he doesn't play, then you're probably looking at Frank Ribery coming into the team. And again, you know, at his age, you know, he's not anywhere near the player he was, but he's still, you know, yeah. with, with that amount of experience he's got, I mean, you, you go through that squad of theirs. You can't say, there's team, there's, there's, there's Hummels, you mentioned <laughs> yeah. him, the Anoya. Lewandowski, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Straight, that straight through the middle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Xavi yeah. Martinez. Yeah. 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 I mean, Anoya, you know, World Cup yeah. winner in goal that, you know, was you know, not long ago was being talked about as by far and away the best goalkeeper in world football. So, um, it's just funny, isn't it? How the, the, the level that Bayern are measured against, because, um, you know, Haman as well was. You know, he's been getting a lot of stick for criticizing Lewandowski this season because he, you know, on on Sky in Germany, he was saying about how he he feels that Lewandowski isn't doing enough for the team, <clears throat> and that at this stage in his career, he should be more of a leader and more of a, a an example to the younger players. Where he said, you know, too often he's berating players for not giving him the the exact pass and the service he wants, and berating referees and. And obviously, then you look at it and you think, well, he's got 25 goals in all competitions <laughs> so far this season. So, um, but it is interesting because then, you know, then on the back of what Haman had said, within like 48 hours, Lewandowski's agent had done an interview slagging off Diddy Haman. Lewandowski had then done something calling uh, Haman's comments stupid. Then the, the Bayern sporting director had come <laughs> out and said, and I think it just stems back to Bayern aren't used to being in this position where they're getting a lot of criticism because they used to, you know, I think that they actually held a press conference, didn't they, back about, I think it was in the autumn when they were having a real bad spell. And it was basically, they called a press conference to get the media there, basically just to slag off all the media for for having a go at them and saying it was so unfair, the coverage, the negativity, and and, because they're they're just not used to to being in in that kind of position. So, um, but yeah, when you go through that spine of that team and, what they've won and um, I think it'll more be one of those nights where the atmosphere will energise Liverpool's players but I think by and large those those big names in the Bayern team I think I think they've been around long enough probably not to not for the atmosphere to adversely affect them but you know it's, it's what what that noise gives to the Liverpool players I mean the other interesting thing for me certainly Gorsty that's been slightly overlooked is the fact that for all you know they've won 10 European Cups between them Liverpool and Bayern don't play each other very often. I mean, this is the first time they'll have been at Anfield since 1981, which, which was nil-nil. Liverpool ended up going through on away goals, which it, that was another case of Liverpool struggling, struggling. For, <laughs> you weren't even born then. Even I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, it was only five. Um, but that was that was a game where Liverpool famously had a lot of injury problems over the two legs and managed to managed to get through. And there was, you know the Bayern team were slightly arrogant and they thought that they'd done enough in the first leg, this, that, and the other. But it's this sense of. Liverpool fans, a lot of them won't have seen Bayern play. They won't have seen quite a few of these players. They'll have seen them on television, but it is a new team. It's not like maybe I'm trying to think of a team. You know, even even if like Real Madrid turned up, they were at Anfield five yeah, years yeah. ago. You know, it's someone like that. You know, yeah, it's it's a fresh tie, isn't it? And that's I, I like I like seeing things like that. I don't like when Liverpool are playing a team in Europe and, and it's like the fourth time that they played them. And PSV basically in, from in the, yeah, the mid two thousands. Yeah, yeah. I mean the only. Bayern Munich game that I can remember was the the Super Cup mm. which was 2001 and even then I don't really remember much, much about the game um, Liverpool won that one didn't they that day and were comfortably uh, much better than Bayern Munich so it's, it's good to see um, especially when it's a team of that stature um, I mean I, I like seeing fresh tyres and stuff but it's a little bit more when it's a team of, of, of that calibre so um, it, as I say as I said before it's exactly what the, the Champions League is all about Um yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. Now, 
James, Jurgen Klopp was asked a question, not quite in the same manner I'm going to ask you, or it's more of a statement actually rather than the question, where he was basically told that uh, one of our fellow journalists had been out on the streets of Liverpool and had been talking to Liverpool fans and was, was basically asking them whether you'd like to win the Premier League or the Champions League. And if you could win the guaranteed the Premier League, would you give up the Champions League? And wasn't it said something like, I would lie on my <laughs> belly and, and I, I, let you tickle, tickle my tummy? tummy. Yes. Yeah, that's it. I think that was uh, the, to, the which, question. to which Klopp? basically said look we're not daft we know that most of the fans want to win the Premier League ahead of the Champions League which I thought was quite an interesting thing for him to say because for a manager who apparently doesn't read the newspapers and doesn't doesn't follow social media and as he admitted he doesn't come into the the city very much because he lives obviously just outside the city for him to know that that's what Liverpool fans are thinking I thought it was quite intriguing for him to accept yeah. it and to, and to readily say, look, we got the Champions League final last year. Perhaps the fans just acted desperate to win the Premier League, basically. Yeah, I think it was just a very honest answer. Probably, I wasn't expecting him to be quite so honest, mm. actually. I thought he'd just kind of like laugh it off and and go off on some mad tangent. But um, <laughs> but he didn't. You know, I think he, he did. He, you know, he, and he's spot on, isn't he? I think you know, I speak to a lot of fans who say that, you know, that, oh, you know, the Champions League is just some kind are, of. Are they regarding you know, this game as a bit of a free hit? Not the players. What about the fans? Are they thinking yeah, like, this think is this so. is one where I they can so. actually go but off then, the crowd and enjoy it because they go, it doesn't matter what we do today because Man City can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, and also you can't. It's just different in the Champions League, isn't it? You don't. You can't. You never. Know, it's knockout football, isn't it? Over you know mm. two legs. You don't really. You can't. You can't say now as Liverpool, like this Liverpool team will definitely go all the way to Madrid because you need some luck along the way and. You know, last season no one ever expected Liverpool to to go on the journey they did then. And but also by the same token, as Klopp kind of went on to allude to today, it's not as simple as going. Well, I tell you what, you know, play Rafa Camacho, Curtis Jones, and Kajana Hoover against Bayern and save save your big hitters for for Old Trafford on Sunday because Liverpool could still have a really really strong end to the season domestically and not win not win yeah. the league because the you know the margins are so small. And they're up against probably the you know the the best opponent in Premier League history, um, so they have to they have to go for it on both fronts because you just don't know you know you, you don't know what's going to happen, do you? The Champions League could suddenly open up for Liverpool. Um, you know, I'd expect them to I expect them to get past Bayern over the two games. I don't think I don't look around Europe at the moment and think there's really a better team than Liverpool in terms of winning the competition. I think you know they probably you know PSG. You know, you'd you'd probably City? have them up there, City. You know, but Liverpool have shown that they can go toe to toe with City and Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, haven't you? Know, they lost. Oh, hang on, but we've been saying this for about three they? years now, and they keep know, on getting to the final. Winning, isn't it? You said earlier on, they, they don't have Ronaldo now, do they? To, to you know, I think that is a. They got Gareth Bale, the golfer, as he's known. The, um, but he's upsetting everyone because he's not he's not learnt Spanish yet. As he, I did saw you, that. Did you see his nickname is the golf. His nickname the golfer because they reckon he's always on the golf course rather than actually. Yeah, apparently so. So. No, it's it's just not as simplistic, is it, to say that t- toss the Champions League off, you know, don't care about that, just win your, win your 12 Premier League games and everyone's happy. Of course, if you gave me a choice now, 100%, I'd, I'd have if you if you could get knocked out by Bayern no, Munich. James and win. Pierce commits that he's chucking the Champions League. Well, no, 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 but, if you, but it's just it just doesn't work like that, does it? You can't say 
can you imagine? You know, we, we like we've been in this situation times before. And we you remember when uh, Brendan Rogers a different situation, obviously. But Rogers filled in that team did at the Burnabout. <laughs> I don't mention that around Doyle. Well, no, but then no, <laughs> just <laughs> never shut up. And then just that once a week. And then, and then what? It's happened, been a while you know, since I thought about <laughs> because, that. Actually, you really you put a real yeah, massive says, downer on me, Dave. Oh, no, why this, why would you do that? He says the biggest game this week: Chelsea at home, and then you go and lose to Chelsea at home. I so, agree with you 100 percent on that. Before we don't want to go, I don't want to go down that road again. No, no, no. But last the point is. I'm not taking that trip down non-tangible, tangential <laughs> boulevard because it actually has something to do with what we're so, saying. But the only, the, the slight concern is if you go back to last year, Liverpool dropped 10 points in the Premier League in, in the games that immediately followed Champions League knockout games. But how often did they actually play their full choice team in those games? I can think of Stoke and West Brom off the top of my head that were both draws and on another Everton day. Was they, a they draw as well. It was a yeah. defeat to United as well. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, bad time to say, but losing to United is never like, oh, what a massive shock that is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it still, sh- I think it does show the physical and mental demands of trying to actually, handle handle both. But They ended up playing, they played away at Chelsea, at Man United and Everton after Champions League games last season. Yeah. That's right, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, and obviously the, the team he fielded at Everton. Wasn't yeah. it? That was, that I think was you were on the bench, and... weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but no, he, he's absolutely spot on. I, I would... He, there's no way that he should even think about resting anyone or anything like that because you're too far out. Like maybe, maybe this will be a conversation if Liverpool get to the quarters or the semis. Or but if they get to the semis, they're not going to be dropping place for the Champions no, no, League. But, but then I don't know. It's, <laughs> but then I think it just becomes more of a discussion point. You're right. Why yeah. would you then when you're that close? You know. But no, for the time being, it's you, you, there's no point picking and choosing because you just never know how things are going to work out. I think you're right about what you say about Liverpool fans having a free hit because I think at the Leicester game and the, there was a lot of nerves in the stand that night, wasn't it? It was all centred around that if Liverpool don't win here, then it's a massive opportunity no, wasted. That, because that was just to my left. Yeah, because <laughs> City had been beat 24 hours earlier against Newcastle, whereas this one is just, they don't have to worry about it because it's just a last 16 in the Champions League. And Do you think be, the players might think that as well, actually? I think the players might. There's a, there's yeah, a little maybe, bit of maybe. I mean, it, it, it all filters down from the stands, doesn't it? And whatever kind of mood the fans are in, that does have a, an impact on the players, whether they say it does or it doesn't. Um, so yeah, maybe. It's. I, I just think if you can't get excited and and up for a last sixteen in the Champions League, then you you're watching the wrong game. I think. Now, James, you wrote something in your regular Blood Red column this week on Saturday morning talking about this is the start of a very big week for Liverpool because not only have they got Bayern Munich on Tuesday, there's a, as we just alluded to, a small trip to, uh, to Old Trafford next Sunday. And it could be this time next week, oh, Liverpool are absolutely amazing. Or it could be, oh, no, what are we doing? Yeah, stakes incredibly high, aren't they? I think um, but it's what you want, as Gorsi said. Like, I was walking into Anfield today, Really excited, thinking. Were you? Yeah, yeah. Thinking like <laughs> usually Mondays are like a pretty rubbish day, aren't they? Like you're trying to get to grips with the fact that it's not the weekend anymore. And then, well, some of us work weekends, James. The, uh, you know I mean? Do you so have to work weekends? Yeah, it was on oh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I, 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 you know, you, it's, this is apps. This is what you want, isn't it? How many seasons have we had where it's been painfully rubbish in terms of in you know the modern era in terms of not being involved in the you know the the race for the big prizes and. Just even the fact, you know, there today, Jordan Henderson being asked, "Did you think you can win them both?" Like, when when else have we been in like, what is it, mid mid to late February, and the Liverpool captains being like, 
not as a joke, but is actually being asked seriously, do you think this team can pull off a Premier League and Champions League double? So it is just, you know, it's just opportunity, isn't it? Rather than any, like, no point fretting or anything like that. But it, yeah, you will be saying that in the games on obviously probably fretting more I think you're right Bayern feels like a bit of a free hit because the pressure isn't on I also think nothing will be decided at Anfield on Tuesday night because Liverpool are more than capable in fact the way Liverpool operate you know I think it'll suit them down to the ground if even if they go to Bayern with a very narrow lead Bayern then having to take chances and then Liverpool picking them off on the counter Liverpool will definitely score over there but yeah, Old Trafford on Sunday is going to be absolutely huge. I think, as we, as we touched upon before, you know that just I think what you get from that game, you know, both both if it goes well or if it goes badly, will have major implications for what happens over the the weeks and months to come. There are three words that will make people fret on uh, on tomorrow night. That'll be corner for Bayern. No, <laughs> no way. Uh, big week though. Goes to you in uh, agreement. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to say because there's. I think we've mentioned this in a few pods that. There's still 11 league games to go after Saturday, so it's not a Sunday, sorry, so it's not decisive. But this is Liverpool's game in hand, and of course, the way yeah. that because Man City have got through in the FA Cup now, Liverpool in a few weeks will play an extra game compared to uh, compared to City because their trip to United is going to have to be moved to later in the season. So it's an opportunity, isn't it? It is. Uh, it, it, as as you say, there, it's a huge weekend. It's exactly what you want at this this stage of the season, like James says. You can think of so many seasons where you. You're just going through the motions and thinking maybe you can finish sixth or fifth. Maybe top four is a bit out of reach and we're just plodding along hoping for a big summer. And it's not the case anymore with Liverpool, is it? They seem to be at the business end of the season with it all to play for. And I know they've they've secured top four finishes in the last two seasons, but never really felt like that last season that it was more Liverpool conserving their energy for the for the big Champions League final and top four was virtually secured. Maybe around about early April time, but yeah, it's 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 exactly what you want uh, as a football supporter. It's you know you're enjoying being part of it all, and yeah, it's um, it's a massive massive couple of months ahead, and it all starts with this huge week of Bayern Munich and Manchester United. Let's finish then by picking the team. Are we saying Allison and goal? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Are we saying Fabinho as centre back yeah. alongside Matty? Yep. With Robertson and Alexander Arnold, yep, yeah, so Trent's back then, yeah, definitely, yep. yeah. Now I know that we've got a difference of opinion here over who plays in midfield. Are we, but are we all saying four three three? Yep, yep. Are we saying Firmino's fit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say okay. So if it's so it's Firmino, Salah, Mane yeah, up yeah. top, and if Firmino's not fit, who are you going with? <sighs> Goes to ask you because James yeah. thinking too long. Storage. Do you know what I, I would? I'd go I would. With Origi. I would. No, no. Do you know what I would actually do? I would play Shakiri yeah. on the right and yeah. then Salah through the middle. Right. Okay, so then we'll deal with the midfield. Now, James, I believe you would go with Henderson, Wijnaldum and Keita. I would, yeah. Yes, and Paul, I know you're not going with that, are you? No, I can already see the moans on Twitter. I'm going to go with Milner, Wijnaldum and Henderson. Interesting. Why Milner? I just think. It was the midfield that got them to the to the final last season, and I think it offers a little bit more solidity. I know they've played it against PSG, and it worked a charm, uh, particularly the first half. It's uh, unlucky on Cater because he started to come into form the last three halves, I suppose, and you consider the second half against um, West Ham and then the game against Bournemouth. But I'm just going for a little bit more, uh, being a bit cautious, I suppose. I'd go with Cater. 
Are you suggesting that then perhaps Bayern might know more about Cater than they would do about Milner? Well, no, that's, I mean, that's, the, that's the flip side, isn't it? That Bayern will know about all of these players. Yeah, of course. I mean, who doesn't know about James Milner? He's played nearly you know, six hundred career games. You don't have to be a Premier League aficionado to know all about him. But I just think, not even so much about Bayern knowing about Cater. I think more just maybe I'm just a bit cautious and I want a bit more solidity in that midfield. Right, time to do our score predictions. I'll go first. One all, one all, which sets it up nicely for the return leg. Because I agree with James that Liverpool will score, and then it'll just become a free for all in that second leg, which I'm quite looking forward to. Two on Liverpool. Two on Liverpool, James. Oh, it's just difficult now because I know that he wants them to win, and he really doesn't want them to concede an away goal. But if he says I, they concede I, an away no, goal, no, I, I think Liverpool four one. Oh, get lost! Yeah, I honestly think Liverpool. Did I know you watched? If, I know you were there to watch Bayern play. Yeah. But you are aware that they are still second in the German league. Yeah. Okay, admittedly, Borussia Dortmund got beat 3 0 by Tottenham. I was going to say 3 1, but I actually think it could be 4. What? what? If, Firmino play, if Firmino starts, then it'll be 3 1 or 4 1. That's what I reckon. But, <laughs> that's a, that, that's a massive. Shoot, what, what, fair play. I mean, Christian <laughs> Walsh doesn't work with us anymore, so you don't have to take on I a just spirit. Don't think not that if, he's dead if, like. If Liverpool play with the kind of fluency they can and what, this, what we saw coming back in the Bournemouth game, if they operate at that level, then. Is this if then, Bournemouth, if Bayern operate at Bournemouth's level as no, well? No, no, no. If Liverpool operate at the level that they showed in that game, Bayern, with their fragility, will not be able to handle it. What about Liverpool's fragility in defence? Sorry to go on about this, but well, I, yeah, that's I, I, why I think Bayern will score. Cause I don't. I'd be surprised if Liverpool kept a clean sheet. But um, that's more like it. The, uh, <laughs> but I, I just think I think you could probably play centre half for part of the game tomorrow night because Liverpool will be in the ascendancy and. Uh, dominating possession and territory. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> and on that extremely likely bombshell, we will leave you. Join us later this week where we will look back at Liverpool against Bayern Munich and we will discuss just what James Pierce was on about. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.